Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor, flying solo today. Uh, if you're not familiar with our Patreon, jump on board, become a King Kayfaber, and you get all of the videos that Jimmy and I uh, put together each week before anybody else. Uh, when we record those videos, we stream them live to the King Kayfabers. Completely mitigates the Kayfabe effect, but the vids are brought to you by the books that we make, and before you is a healthy bibliography of all the comics uh, that we have out in the wild right now. Uh, I'm putting out a Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus in 2023, later this year, a couple of months from now, uh, collecting four, the four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree, plus 140 pages of extras that are not in that first volume. We're talking tons of artwork, tons of inside baseball about the construction of Hip Hop Family Tree, lots of art that uh, was published elsewhere in relation to Hip Hop Family Tree. It's going to be a giant, beautiful package, and right now on Amazon, $50. It's going to be 75 bucks retail, so put in your pre-order right now, lock in your price, you'll be, you'll be golden. Uh, I also have Red Room uh, comics out in the wild that I'm working on right now. Two trade paperbacks, Red Room Anti-Social Network, Red Room Trigger Warnings are out there, but we're si soliciting the next round of Red Room comics. Crypto Killers is the name of the game. This is the cover for Crypto Killers 1, uh, the newsstand cover. Did a variant cover myself. My cartoonist kayfabe co-host Jimmy Rugg put together a Rob Liefeld-inspired cover and Peach Momoko, The Cottage Industry, with her fantastic uh, Red Room variant cover for issue one. We also have a sketch cover that we're very excited to put out into the, the universe. You guys, you guys asked uh, for this for years, and uh, we're finally offering that to you. Three volumes X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG is out there. Forthcoming for Jim Rugg, Street Angel Princess of Poverty is coming to you sooner than later. Put in your pre-orders for that sucker. Uh, Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive is on the stands right now today. It's back in print. Uh, collects all of the image comics, Street Angel comics, but Street Angel Princess of Poverty is going to collect all of Jimmy's other Street Angel works. You have both volumes. You have all of Jimmy's Street Angel uh, comics that he has made to date. He also has Plain Janes, but you cannot forget Hulk Grand Design. That uh, Treasury Edition is on the stands right now today. You have to get your hands on it sooner than later because no telling whether uh, it's going to be reprinted anytime soon and those copies are disappearing. So when I'm flying solo, uh, one of the comics that I like to look at uh, is uh, Uncanny X-Men and I'll be going through eventually every issue of the Claremont run and maybe beyond. You know, I was a Joe Mad guy. You know, I was reading that that Scott Jobdale stuff is in my during my methadone stage of of X-Men comics collecting and I have a bunch of that material too. We'll see what happens. Very fond of that original uh that original Chris Claremont run of X-Men. It's during my my protean stages of of uh comics fandom and comics drawing. I uh in, enjoyed this comic as probably one of the the only constants in my young life. And we're going to pick up where we left off, man. There is an X-Men playlist. You can find uh, us chatting together about Giant Size X-Men. Uh, we take a look at classic X-Men issue, I guess, number two, where uh, they do kind of the Hollywood version of X-Men 94, where there are redrawn panels and pages and backups to support the the where the comic is at that point that it was published in the 80s. Nice covers with a... Art Adams included in, in those as well. That said, because Classic X-Men does have some fuss and some additional stuff done to it, 
I don't have uh, the original issues of these X-Men comics, but I do have them all in essential format. I do not think that it's a bad way to look at these comics because the very sound Dave Cockrum, Sam Granger artwork is a sight to behold in pristine black and white. The Night of the Demon is the name of uh, the title of this issue's story. Still slight amount of pages, 17 pages or so. Noteworthy that this is Chris Claremont uh, credited as author, writer of the piece, but he does have some training wheels on with a plotting assist from Bill Mantlow. And there is a Bill Mantlow vibe to this comic. There's, there's some very, very weird stuff going on here. Off the bat, take a look at this splash page and look at the Sam Granger inks. I, I extolled his virtues on uh, the last episode when we were looking at uh, issue number 95. I just, uh, upon reevaluation, am extremely impressed with, with his brush hand. And you could see it all over this splash. So many different textures. He's able to get some really thin lines. Presumably that could be, that could be pen, but just really, really sharp with that brush inking. Uh, super early in this game, you didn't necessarily have Tom Orzakowski everywhere, but this fella Dave Hunt showing up re really nicely here. Uh, when you get the lettering incorporated into the artwork, I do always wonder who who did that? Whose hand is that? Did Dave Cockrum pencil that? I just don't know. But where the story leaves off uh, directly after the death of Thunderbird, uh, the only X-Men to, to really die up, up to this point the team is very new, and they are mourning the loss of a team member. It is a trial by fire that the characters have decided to participate in, and that they did not come out unscathed. Marv Wolfman is editor. Um, I do wonder if, at the time, was it Len Wein who was editor-in-chief, or was Jim Shooter there at this moment? Because it does have that Jim Shooter-like quality of making sure they catch everybody up to speed. If they didn't get the previous issue, this is the material that we contended with in the last issue. And page three really begins the narrative uh, today. Uh, it is a kid's comic. So in a kid's comic, there just might be alien totems on the grounds of the Xavier estate, which is what uh, we have right here. Cyclops having his own private moment, trying to come to peace with what what happened under his tenure as, as a leader of, of the X-Men, he's wilding out on some of that Xavier property uh, acreage, destroys one of those totems, throws his hissy fit, comes down from it. See, this is like when we talk about the superhero fight scene as, as superhero sex. This is masturbation, man. And uh, what have I done? It's a very Catholic of him. While mourning John Proudstar, the Thunderbird character who died in, in the, the previous issue, decides to go back to the mansion, but looking over his shoulder, we see that uh, by destroying that totem, he upset some things in the universe. Uh, probably Marvel method in terms of the story construction, which would leave a lot of the heavy lifting to Dave Cockrum, who really shows up and proves his ability as storyteller. Uh, not a not a bad way to sort of end that sequence. Uh, still, these X-Men comics, it's so interesting to think about just how these things work. And it'll be fun to go through these one by one over time 
and see how they advance the narrative because they certainly do but you still got to get all the shit in there man you got to have your danger room sequences and have your character show off their powers because that's what the little kids want to see man that was the stuff that was a uh, very exciting when i was small uh reading these comics in classic x-men uh format uh when i started to get a little older though i was more interested in uh you know when when the characters are going to the mall and and the the things that they had going on in their, in their lives 17 page comic but you got eight or so characters to juggle around you got to give all of them their due but now that chris claremont is at the helm of this uh what does he call it? he tabula rasa you know just this complete blank slate of a comic that you know is essentially a brand new wing on the marvel brand of comics He's going to start introducing some B players, and one of them is uh, Moira McTaggart. This is her first appearance, showing up, uh, getting some humanity uh, to live among the ranks of the X-Men. No visible mutant powers or anything like that when she shows up. You don't know too much about her. You don't know her capabilities, but you definitely see that Banshee is into her. A secret base lots of secret bases a big part of the claremont cockrum tandem is a love of aviation those guys like their aircraft and you know the famous story with chris claremont using his royalties to for x-men one you know the jim lee issue uses royalties to buy his mother a cessna bonanza airplane that she could pilot around we're introduced to uh, Dr. Steve Lang, I believe his name is, and he is uh, he is on a mission to uh, kick some mutant ass. Uh, Claremont is establishing that, as far as the Marvel Universe knows at this moment, the only mutants anybody knows for sure are the X-Men. That That is an interesting thing that Cl- Chris Claremont will play with, because he will kind of just unearth mutants slowly but surely over time and i think he said that the mutant massacre that comes much later uh w- one of the reasons for it even coming into being is that i think it might have been paul smith drew way too many mutants uh living amongst the morlocks and he had to uh he had to do away with them as part of his narrative uh everything introducing this character uh, captain rossi i believe uh, is is his name he is a Star Trek red shirt. You get him in there because there will be a uh, there will be a sort of payoff at the end to advance the narrative. Uh, the structure of these comics is interesting because it's not too far from the adventure sh- daily comic strip in a way. Certainly the Spider-Man one where almost nothing would happen, but somehow over time a story would uh, emerge. You got to show your characters fighting, doing all kinds of goofball stuff, but it's the pages like this that kind of push future storylines into uh, existence and if we were looking at a nice colored comic book here i'm imagining that this would be kind of a purple against magenta sentinel leg which would be a nice foreshadowing piece man the sentinel certainly uh, every big run of x-men comics needs to have uh, their sentinel story and claremont is gonna bring that about uh, in the very near future early uh xavier mansion everybody draws their mansion a little bit differently 
but they all agree that you have to have three roofs. And boy, let me tell you, drawing that stuff in perspective right here, these three roofs in equal dimensions, equal scale, not easy to do. As the X-Men are coming down from their danger room, practice can never give them too much downtime. Busting through the wall is half-naked Cyclops, who's been going through some things. Enter the Demon in the aforementioned title, and great, so, such a timely, such a timely image, such a timely character design for this demon. First off, it's built really well. There's great lighting on it, great three-dimensionality, everything feels very sound, but it absolutely unequivocally feels like something that comes from the 1970s. And I don't, I have to look at, a, at more of that stuff to really try to quantify what I mean by that. But when you seize it, you seize it. What we are privy to for the rest of the story is the X-Men doing away with this goofball demon character. Not far from a Lovecraft story where the, you know, the gates of hell have been opened and a whole bunch of shit is, is getting let out. So this is the big baddie. But there's all sorts of little bad guys uh, that are going to come with it. And the function of this for the rest of the story is to show off the X-Men's powers. Uh, maybe the way these comics work, if there's a formula involved, maybe if you get a big danger room sequence, you get less of a fight. And if you get a small danger room sequence, which we had earlier, you get a uh, bigger schmoz with a big baddie in these issues. Love some of the kayfabe musculature that Cochran puts in there. He clearly understands the cylinders and the circles and the tubes that, that build a superhero form, but stuff like that, you know, he's not afraid to kind of just, you get the gesture of the bodies, you get some weight into the figures, and then you kind of just braid some hair. When you, make, when you do some French braid muscles and and you're golden. These negative space silhouettes, extremely sharp. Uh, I don't remember what these look like in color, man, but I think that's just such a sound idea, man, to create this kind of like negative space, this sort of energy burst. And what is what happens when uh, a telepath jumps into the mind of a Cthulhu demon and sees a Lovecraftian hill? There it is right there. This kind of intergalactic silhouette stuff in the shadows of Xavier's face that is very sharp I stole this uh, and many people have stolen it I don't know that Dave Cochran created it perhaps maybe that's even Dormammu is is kind of like that or, or is it eternity no it's eternity right in the uh, in the Doctor Strange comics that that kind of has that uh, very quickly we established that Moira McTaggart she ain't no wuss man very capable lady She's gonna pick up an Uzi. She just, she brought that with her all the way from Scotland or wherever the phone from from where island, right? That would make sense, man. That was those days in the seventies when dudes were freaking hijacking planes like nothing. Somebody needs to do some interior decorating at the Xavier Mansion, by the way. Like, why the hell? Why the hell does Charles Xavier have paintings of D'Artagnan or whatever? Continuing the schmoz, everybody getting their shit in, as they say in pro wrestling. Cyclops using his eye beams. Charles Xavier using his mental powers. Banshee shouting real loud and creating you know sonic booms whatever wolverine doing some claw work and it's time for storm to get her bit in as much as possible 
you know, Claremont is doing what he can to establish some character dynamics. And uh, this may be the first sequence where we see that a young storm has some claustrophobic element. Claremont will play that up a whole lot. If he hasn't already, I sort of forget. Uh, you could go watch the earlier videos and see if her claustrophobia was shown off, but it'll be shown off a whole lot in uh, future comics, almost to the exact same effect where if it isn't just a for real moment of confinement and then she bursts out of it and saves the day, uh, it will be a psychic confinement that then makes her, you know, exert her powers and save the day. Uh, this this could probably be a trope of, of X-Men comics alone. The claustrophobia, deus ex machina, save the day moment. By destroying the totem, it reseals the gates of hell or whatever the hell was, was happening there. And really anticlimactically kills our bad guy, just fizzles him away. I like to think that it uh, shrunk him to about an inch. And then he got fucking stepped on by Cyclops, who was being extra emo. You get, you close off with a little bit of dialogue about, uh, we might see that demon again. We might have to face that, that demon again. He might bring uh, future minions, yada yada. I don't know that that's the case. I don't think I quite uh, remember any other stories that might include these kind of uh, goofball demon characters, unless like uh, Nastir, maybe, from Inferno has something to do with that. I don't know. And then as an epilogue, you don't build in your your Colonel Rossi and your Stephen Lang if you don't use them in the final act. And uh, we find out uh, earlier, Stephen Lang made some illusions that uh, Colonel Rossi wasn't going to be getting to where he planned on going in his fighter jet and it ends with uh the mere fact that uh the plane crashed rossi's dead stephen lang uh has has done away with the last person kind of keeping him from his goals and that's the issue simple short sweet it, it teases you that you're gonna see some old friends my brother my enemy if you know x-men comics you might have havoc in the mind but that's where we leave off. You know, I may get back into the game of doing more solo videos. So uh, maybe uh, an issue of uh, the Kitchen Sink Spirit will be next. Maybe an issue of Preacher. Maybe an issue of G.I. Joe. We'll see what happens, man. But over time, I'm going to give a gander to all that stuff. And when there's like a big important issue that requires uh, a tag team effort, I'll be sure to save those ones for, for Jimmy, Tom, or whoever else may may uh, decide to join the cartoonist kayfabe conversation but until such time like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell will notify you when new vids are available hit up the patreon patreon.com slash cartoonist kayfabe it's the first link in the description below this video and uh join the patreon uh if you're a king kayfaber you're getting all the videos that jimmy and i produce together before anybody else the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming out later in 2023, a couple months from now. But if you put in your pre-orders now on Amazon, it'll lock in your price at $50. It's going to be $75 before, uh, before long. Crypto Killers Issue 1 is the next round of Red Room Comics. Put in your pre-orders at your comic shop for that. That is the newsstand cover. The Eddie P variant 
Jim Rugg variant, Peach Momoko variant, sketch cover variant for Crypto Killers number one. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is coming to you sooner than later. Get your pre-orders in on that. Tell your comic shops to scoop that up for you. Grab it by any means necessary. It is the perfect companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive trade paperback. Hulk Grand Design, Plain Janes. Three volumes X-Men Grand Design are out there in the wild. Four volumes Hip-Hop Family Tree. Two volumes of Red Room are out there. And you might find WYSIWYG if you're lucky. We got a merch store uh, at the link below where you could grab hold of shirts, merch, things like that. My link tree has links where you can go directly. You're two clicks away from pre-ordering that Hip-Hop Family Tree omnibus. And without further ado, go do your thing. Read more comics.